you feeling triumphant and glorious after that? I'm a little bit giddy. I'm not like we're definitely going to win the league giddy, but I am a little bit like, um, I think United are going to play very entertaining football this season giddy. Well, um, the fun- funny thing was, there was about 70 minutes in when uh, Fellaini came on or whenever he came on. It felt like a world anyway. I was like, oh, no, here we go. He's coming on to just protect things. I think it was 2-0 at that stage, you know. Let's uh, let's just shut the game down. And, uh, you know, Jose's got his buzz kill on because at that point United were like 90% possession for the last 20 minutes or something and West Ham were absolutely nothing. I was like, oh, this is not the game to try and kill my buzz uh, and to and to just try and shut it down. West Ham are pathetic. And we're clearly superior, maybe better prepared over the summer. I, I don't actually know anything about West Ham's summer, but just looked so much superior on the day. Don't do it. Fortunately, brought Anthony Martial on as well. Uh, okay. Totally brought the buzz back. He unkilled the buzzkill, as you said, uh, on the WhatsApp group, um, yeah. which was good, which was good. But, you know, it, it's... Um, 4-0's great result and it was a very, very strong performance from United, but it wasn't a flamboyant performance. And and so those two late goals from Martial and and Pogba kind of give it that feel of yes. Uh, but there was definitely some measure of like uh professionalism and structure to United's performance. But that's the kind of thing we want from we expect from a great Mourinho side, isn't it? You know, that kind of really uh, overwhelmingly superior, but maybe not you know, won't be remembered in 30 years' time kind of performance. Yeah, although, I mean, I'm not saying I'll remember this game in 30 years' time, but I'll definitely remember it, you know, in a few weeks or months as a very, very enjoyable thing because I hear what you're saying about the professionalism and, and you're absolutely right. But the flip side of that is there was a lot of really nice passing interchange. There was a lot of skipping away from challenges. Nemanja Matic made more successful dribbles in that game than he has at any point in his career. And he was like balling and scooping through balls and all over the place. Pogba was kind of like uh, really, there was a few times when you thought he was definitely going to lose the ball and he didn't. And then he made the pass instead of holding onto the ball, which was, that's what you want. You want him beating three men and then immediately making the pass instead of holding onto it. And I thought... Mata was absolutely excellent. And although, uh, and Mkhitaryan um, had some absolutely brilliant moments, he received some criticism, but ultimately he did get two assists in that game. And of course, we had Rashford running at defenders all the way through, making Pablo Zabaleta wish he was just anywhere else in the whole world. Not to mention the absolutely stellar through ball that Rashford played for Lukaku. Like, just United's first goal, if it had been 1-0, you'd be talking about what... I mean, we'd still remember that game just for that goal because the way Matic won the ball back, fed Rashford and and the Rashford and Lukaku's the the level of football intelligence on display as the two of them combined with that through ball and that run, which really yeah. But I thought uh, Lukaku wasn't smart enough to play for big clubs like Chelsea or whatever that racist bastard Merson said this week. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, that that's just uh, rubbish, that argument completely, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, Lukaku's movement up front is very, very good. It's very good. He, know, he knows when to when to go uh, and when to come deep and uh, his game's not built on, on having the ball into his feet and he wants it in front of him and... Uh, when it is in front of him, he's he's pretty deadly. You know, he almost certainly should have had a hat trick 
today. Um, we're recording Sunday night, so um, uh, I wonder whether, you know, it's, it's a great debut for him, but I wonder whether he's thinking it could have been one of the very best ever. But uh, either way, yeah, brilliant finish uh, in off the post for the first goal. And and you're right, I mean, um, the flamboyance came from the, the front men, um, what you're never going to get from a Mourinho side, I guess, is you know five or six players piling forward at any one time, um, even in the most desperate moments. But what what you do get is is the freedom of the front guys uh, to express themselves, um, and United did that really well today. And Pogba was outstanding, completely dominated midfield. Um, Matic gave everyone the platform. You know, very very calm in possession, isn't he? Didn't have to do an awful lot of defending against a pretty meek. West Ham side and and uh, Rashford um, you know, loves the loves to take on players and and uh, got West Ham's defence out of shape an awful lot and and Matter Mkhitaryan basically shared duties at number ten. Um, it was very nice. Yeah, it was very nice. And I totally get the point you're making when you say you're not going to get five or six men piling forward at the same time. But we quite often got five or six men, especially five men. Uh, piling forward during that game in Pogba, Mkhitaryan, Rashford, Mata and Lukaku were all attacking together quite a lot of the time. Even even um, even Matic got ahead of the ball a, f- a few times or at least like broke forward with the ball at his feet. Um, and, and I think really the kind of... My, my like, um, limp, uh, the, the bit that's slightly limiting my complete joy about this game wasn't really anything to do with, okay, well, yeah, but it's Mourinho, so we're still going to kind of revert to type, which we may well do. But it was more about the fact that just West Ham were completely abject. Um, For the first goal, Zabaleta's error is understandable, but he just absolutely bombs forward at the point at which Matic gets the ball off. Uh, I think it was Obiang that Matic won the ball off. And then so Rashford's just got acres of space running at three instead of four. And then, of course... As, as has been very widely talked about, Masuaku, Arthur Masuaku made a complete hash of marking Lukaku for Mkhitaryan's free kick. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said, I, I haven't really followed West Ham's uh, summer, so I'm not, not sure exactly how they've been prepared, but they definitely looked a bit undercooked to me. Uh, they just weren't anywhere near yeah. as sharp as United. And they, look, this is the West Ham side that finished 11th last season, uh, albeit only five Five points off seventeenth, so um, there was hardly any points between the you know the middle ranked clubs and just above the relegation zone, or in fact eighth downwards really. Um, so you know they're 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 a decent side, not a great side, uh, but I think they're a bit better than that. I, I don't really expect United to be spanking every middle-ranked club from eighth down four or five nil this season. Um, so I mean, but. I really hope I'm wrong about that because that'd be awesome. I mean, Mourinho talked in his (laughs) pre-match press conference about uh, the season. He was asked about the season when Real Madrid scored 126 goals and he said, look, this is different. Uh, You know, Real had played a bunch of teams that basically just gave up. We won 4-5-0 every week. Um, It's not going to happen in the Premier League. You know, I'd love it to, but I don't expect it. Um, so, yeah, this was uh, definitely a 3 out of 10 performance from West Ham United, as good as United were in attack. Yeah, and I, um, so. I kind of wonder, like, it, it also did look, funnily enough, I, I didn't realise that Mourinho had said that, but that's amazing because that's exactly what happened. Like, West Ham just, once Martial came on, they were like, oh, come on. Like, Zabaleta was like, are you really doing this to me now? Bringing on, I've been destroyed by Rashford all night and you're bringing on Martial. And we have to talk about the Frenchman's, 
absolutely amazing cameo. That's that's got to be up there with the all-time United cameos. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, his his first touch for his goal was, you know, just amazing, world class. Yeah. You know, just he's into his feet, not not quite clean into his feet. Um, and he, you know, his first touch takes it out of his feet, gives him the space to to stroke it home. You know, I, look, Martial was good in the summer. He was good. Yeah. I, I've uh, there are some people with a hashtag agenda against him in in uh, in the world of social media. I've I have noticed, um, but but definitely not me. I think yeah, you know, I'd love to see him start every week. I, I don't know how you'd have got him in that side or which player we we would have dropped to get him in. Um, but, you know, hey, I'll drop one of the defenders and play all six of them up front if, if necessary. <laughs> that sounds good to me. But he's, he's just, he's too good. Like, there's um, talk of him going out on oh. loan as part of tra- transfer deals. is absolute nonsense. This guy needs to be at United. Um, he's he, he is going to contribute uh, a lot, I think, this season. He's a, he's the guy who hang, he can get 20 a season. Mm. You know, if he plays enough, he can certainly get 15. Um, and that's what Mourinho talked about also in, the, in a pre-match about, you know, it needs to be more players than just the striker scoring the goals. Which he'll have been presumably then delighted, although it's the, the one that he doesn't like as opposed to the one he likes, apparently, that's good. Um, but maybe maybe the, the Martial thing will work itself out over the course of the season and he'll, he'll get plenty of game time. He certainly, I mean, it's certainly a difficult decision next next week against Swansea where they just, if you just assume they're battling for the, the one position, Rashford or Martial, is a very difficult decision at the moment because they're both clearly in form. I, I, you know, I feel terrible ever suggesting that Marcus Rashford shouldn't be in a United starting eleven, but I, I think I'd start Martial ahead of him. But only, I mean, it's it's pretty marginal, and Rashford obviously brings a lot to the table of his own. But yeah, and Martial then got an assist as well, although I don't think he was trying to get an assist. I think he was trying to get the pass back to score again. But Pogba was like, no, look, we've all had our fun. Come on, it's my turn now. I haven't scored yet. And he scored. Yeah, well, last season that one would have hit the post. (laughs) Yes, Um. clearly. Um, uh, We should talk a bit more about Matic probably, because you said he didn't have a lot of defending to do, and uh, that's kind of true. He only made two tackles... Uh, in the game, that those were the only two tackles he had to make and one interception. Well, he spent most of the time dribbling, exactly. didn't he? Seven completed dribbles. The most he's ever... I think it's the most he's ever attempted uh, and it's certainly the most he's ever succeeded with, which is amazing. Um, but he just looked... Oh, yeah, 100% dribble completion. Nice. Very nice. But he was just... I mean, you know, we thought, right, Matic comes, the one big advantage is that he offers a platform for the rest of the players and I think we probably thought that was maybe in a 4-3-3. But perhaps because West Ham offered so little, Matic was able to do that job completely fine in a 4-2-3-1 and Pogba, you know, dropped back and, and did some proper midfield work, but he didn't really have to. It was basically optional, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, I didn't realise Matic was such a baller. Like his range of passing, the style of play, um, he, he just seemed to he seemed to play with a massive spring in his step, a kind of a huge degree of confidence and purpose. It was it was lovely to see. He won't he will not be that good every week, will he? No, I mean, look, there's going to be games when he's under far more pressure than that. I mean, it's not as if West Ham were pressing high to put him under pressure. So he had he had a very easy time on the ball. I mean, he he broke ahead of of halfway occasionally. Uh, didn't spend an awful lot of time in the opposition half. Um, uh, used the ball very effectively. He's a he's a very neat passer off either foot. Um, he's as I said last week on the pod. He's very very comfortable in tight spaces, and that that will be important in big games. Um, the ability to to retain possession. I mean, you, you look at the um, talking of um, 
uh, you know, retaining possession. Look at look at the uh, the United team that started. There are eight midfielders in it, basically. Um, you know, so it should be very easy to retain the ball. And, and Matic is going to be one of the best at that, I think. Um, wh- where what we don't know um, is is how much he'll. Uh, how dynamic he will be when United are under much more pressure. Um, and, you know, we'll see, but he's he's certainly been good in the Chelsea side that has uh, won a lot of games over the last few years. Um, United will not dominate games like this every week. I, you know, I'm pretty... Unless, unless something has changed dramatically um, from last season, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Um, and then we'll see the, you know, he, how effective he really is for the for the role he's coming to the team for. Yeah, the Chelsea thing is interesting because you mentioned that they've won a lot of games. They've also won two league titles, haven't they? So he's he's clearly got it in that sense. You know, he can he can perform when the the pressures are not in the sense that you're talking about of like the pressure directly from the other team, but the kind of more ethereal pressure that comes with trying to win games when you're competing from a t- for a title, which we've we've seen at United over the years how much having them, the kind of having players around who knew what it took to win made a difference. Um, and so, so that's kind of really promising as well. And of course, you'd imagine Mourinho will play a very different system when it comes to games when he thinks his midfielders are going to be pressed a lot, not necessarily for the better. Um yeah, uh, well, the interesting debating point, isn't it? Herrera not in the team today. Does that mean that he's competing with Matic for a place now, and and therefore not a first choice um, in in uh, in Mourinho's team? Um, I mean, Mkhitaryan played at ten, um, meant that Pogba effectively played at eight, and and Matic came into the side against top teams. Does one of Mkhitaryan or Matic drop out? Herrera come in. Um, I th- and I Pogba think answer- go a bit forward. Probably, I think the answer to that question is just yes, isn't it? I think I think it's quite straightforward. I think the answer to both questions is yes. In the first eleven at home, when we're looking to beat down tough defenses—not tough, but you know, deep lying defenses—Marrero won't be first choice, but I think he'll be there for all the big games. I think he's way ahead of Fellaini as like you know strengthening United's midfield, and Fellaini is there to bring on late in games or to play up front in, in games when United haven't, you know, or to play at 10, basically, not not to play at six. Um, oh, we hope. We can but hope. A, a word for a much maligned player on this podcast, Daily Blint, very good game. Yeah, um, certainly his best game since uh, the end of last season because he was you know, pretty terrible all throughout the summer. Maybe mm. it's just not his time. Maybe uh, you need to go have a haircut or something. But uh, no, yeah. no, you listen. I'm not having that. You having a go at him for being pretty? No, it's it's the fiery competitive spirit. He can't get it going for like you know pathetic training matches and preseason friendlies. He's like, no, I, I want the juice, man. I need the juice. I don't, yeah, I don't actually believe that. But you know, no, um, <laughs> no, I don't think that's daily blint, is it? <laughs> no. He, he did fine. It, it's a, it's um, one of the more troubling spots in the United team. I mean, I guess Mourinho thinks that the left wing is, but um, if having Martial and Rashford as your options is troubling, then yeah, please, you know, I think most clubs in the country would like to have that problem. But um, left back definitely is a problem. I mean, Luke Shaw's out for a long time. It seems uh, when he gets fit again, who knows? Uh, it doesn't seem to be uh, Mourinho's favourite at all. Damian, very, very limited in an attacking sense, which I guess is why Blint played today. Uh, much, much better going forward. 
Um, a lot of, lot of touches from Blint today, over 70 touches. You know, got a lot of the ball, uh, although I think, you know, 15 of them might have been from corners or something. Um, but, but we uh, had a lot of corners. A lot of corners, yeah. yeah. I'm making that number up, by the way, but seven. it felt like a lot. Seven, seven was Blint's corner yeah. number. But... 15, seven, yeah. What's, yeah, what's the, the same. Yeah. Um, uh, um, so, your... you know, he did all right. What were your favourite things about that game then? What did you think was like were the best bits? I don't know. Four goals was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be really reductive about a game, goals yeah, were good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were the goals best were good. Uh, Pogba dominating in central midfield. That's the kind of performance we want from him. We want that performance in the really big games, of course, which didn't happen as often last season. The goal helps him with his confidence yeah. um, and the perception of him. Uh, because that's the thing that was missing. Um, uh, Jones and Bailly were very good at the back, you know, really comfortable, I thought. I mean, West Ham had a few chances, but only really one decent save from from De Gea, I think, uh, that I can remember. Yeah, me too. Um, and then uh, um, the interplay between Rashford, Mkhitaryan, Matter and Lukaku was was great. Yeah, there was there was a couple of bits which didn't result in the goal. The one that led to the Daily Blint shot, uh, I think it might have been Pogba that put in the cross eventually, or maybe it was even Valencia. Um, but it was just some really lovely interplay in the middle of the park, some one-touch football between Matter and Lukaku and Mkhitaryan. Um, I mean, I'm sure this will come back to haunt us, but this uh, mythical, terrible first touch of Romelu Lukaku's has not yet turned up in a United shirt. <laughs> like, no, no, but it, it's not that he's got a terrible first touch. It's actually his his um, how smart he is using the ball when. He, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that's a really wrong word. How quick he is to use the ball when the ball's into his feet. So actually, you know, what tends to happen is he gets the ball into his feet, needs an extra touch, and then plays the ball. And he's just not as crisp in the passing as some players are in that position. So, right. you know, I, I think it costs United half a second in certain situations when his back's to the goal or it's in tight space and he gets his ball, ball into his feet. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it's not Berber-esque in the touch. It's not Ibrahimovic-esque either uh, and he doesn't use it you know he's he's not the kind of player who turns and plays a ball um, but that's not what United have bought him for I think if you're going to compare him to those kind of players if one would compare him to those kind of players or or um, or make the analysis of his touch against them it's a bit unfair um, but it he will get that kind of ball into his feet quite a lot at United and then you know he's going to have to get a bit better technically if he's going to come up to that standard and, and put the ball in front of him he's great yeah explosive and he was able to today like there was one little flick behind his you know a flick with um, uh, his wrong foot kind of thing behind behind his other foot behind his standing leg um, to play a little interplay I think with Rashford it was some really nice build up play um, a few times where, where he did that and of course Oh, yeah, you mentioned Berbatov. Rashford tried the burb. He tried the burb against West Ham. Right, it was against West Ham too uh, for that Ronaldo goal. You know where Berbatov does the world's most yeah. outrageous skill. Rashford tried it, didn't quite come off, but it was close. Um, Practice. Practice. Yeah, love, lovely to see him trying something. Uh, on the West Ham side, uh, good to see Chicharito back was at it? Old Trafford. Was it? Is it? Yeah. Was it? Nah. He was he's a nice guy. Diving all over the place. <laughs> uh, he's, he is a fake nice guy, Chicharito is. I'm calling it. I don't know. I, I, I'm not 100. No, that's probably too far. Um, since, since he left United, I mean, he's, he's had uh, three seasons away. One, one at Real Madrid on loan, came back, played one game 
for the club and and two years in Bayer Leverkusen where he's got a lot of goals in the first season, not as many in his second. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought he was um, better outside the box than when he left. You know, yeah. I feel like he's uh, he's developed more of an all round game. I, I'm only saying that based on one game because I, I have to say I haven't don't watch a lot of Bayer Leverkusen. Mm. You know, I don't know about you. Maybe you do no. more of a football hipster than me. Oh, these yeah, days. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's that's sort of an apt description. No, you know, of course it was nice to see him back. And Fred the Red went and gave him a bit of a, a pat on the back, which was nice. Um, but nah, you know, he tried to. He did a lot of diving. If he hadn't, he wouldn't have celebrated a lot if he'd scored. I think. And I kind of would have been like, mm, you're not celebrating this goal, but you did like definitely try and cheat to get goals multiple times. So you know. Anyway, no, that's fine. Uh, Joe Hart got a lovely reception from K Stand. Uh, it was funny watching him grin as he walked over to the United fans who were all kind of grinning back at him in a in a, in a gleefully mocking sort of way. I was kind of hoping for a heart moment. Yeah, and it didn't quite happen. No, none. Uh, he was none, soundly beaten for all of the goals. None of the goals were really his fault. Maybe he could have done better for that Pogba one, but Pogba will surprise you, and I'm sure he thought the ball was going to go back to Martial. Um, the free kick from Mkhitaryan. United's got a goal from a set piece. It's the dream. This is the dream is real. Like we've got all these giant humans and uh, we actually had a player put the ball on one of their heads for a change. It was lovely. Yeah, uh, let's hope we get a few more of those. And well, I think we will. I mean, Lukaku's clearly good in the air, but yeah, big, big team, lots of physicality in there. I I think we'll score a few from set pieces. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm laughing as long as Phil Jones doesn't go back to corner taking. I'm laughing because I just um, I just went to our Twitter questions and the first one says um, not to be knee jerk about this, but are Manchester United the greatest team in history? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, this week, top of the league. I, uh, I mean, I'm very much against publishing league tables. Publishing, I mean, you don't publish anything these days, do you? But publishing league tables before at least three games have been played. But um, I may change my tune this week. Yeah, it was like, that. That question was from at Tishang, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, I also am uh, against it. It's ridiculous. But when Pogba scored the fourth, it was clear. It was suddenly, sudden realization. Oh my goodness, we're top of the league. And in fact, before we get to Rankar's questions, there's a slight break from the format, but um feels a kind of appropriate. We talked about Neymar last week as a, a little break from the format. This week, um, have you watched much of the football this weekend? Because it's been a delectable festival of delights in the Premier League this weekend. Yeah, I um I uh, I enjoyed some of the football. I watched uh, a few games on uh, one of my uh, totally legally acquired streaming services yeah which which games did you check out uh, I watched uh, quite a lot of the Chelsea game I uh, watched a lot of um, Everton as right. well right um, uh, I watched the second half of Everton you you, uh, you sent a WhatsApp at half time saying Rooney's playing out of his skin he was an absolute dog in that second <laughs> half I was like what are you talking about I, well, he scored a goal but he was awful I uh, I saw I only saw a Vine not a Vine but I only saw like a, a tiny video clip of the goal I don't know what you're talking about it's like I hadn't I hadn't seen it he just he just absolutely like he did brilliantly for the goal like bust did really well to win the ball back put himself in a really good position to receive a pass and like then his run for the goal was at like vintage Rooney in a way, slightly slower than vintage Rooney, but um, you know it was hilarious watching him celebrate like he'd won the like more than when he actually did win the league with United. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Uh, no, there was some good games. I mean, Watford, Liverpool was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. So it started <laughs> For on, very many reasons. It started on Friday mm. night with Leicester Arsenal, which... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that oh, game. I just saw the highlights only. It yeah. was like... I don't know. It was like, apart from like, maybe you could say, well, the ending was slightly disappointing, which is fair enough. But it, the fact that it was Olivier Giroud scoring a header from a corner kind of made it all right in a way, because that had a kind of humorous quality to it in and of itself. But like Arsenal was such a shambles and Leicester were really good going forward. But in fact, both teams were really good going forward and absolutely terrible defending. Um, and then Craig Shakespeare at 3-2 up takes off a midfielder and brings on a striker. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing here, Mr. Shakespeare? I don't think Ranieri would have done that, to be fair. But yeah, um, it was uh, it was a hilarious game of football. And then Liverpool... Well, just looking at Arsenal shape... Yeah, um, that is a they, strong word. They, <laughs> yeah, well, they played three at the back, but uh, both their win-backs basically played in central midfield. It was like a... 2-2-1-2-2-1-2 formation Invert, or something. Inverted wing-backs. He's trying to out-Guardiola-Guardiola. Guardiola. Yeah. Shambles, isn't it? There's one for you, Tom. Yeah, miss missed the F-bombs last week. Yeah, I'll just throw a few in there. Keep Tom on his uh, oral toes. That's A-U. A-U-R-A-L. Oh, uh, oh, uh, I haven't seen any uh, of the uh, the overseas football this weekend. Um, is there any, anyone else playing yet? The front started, didn't they? Because uh, Neymar missed uh, Paris Saint-Germain's opening game. Registration didn't come through in time or something like that. Probably had to be signed by a minister over in Qatar. I think he's playing. I think it's happening right now and he's playing. All right. Yeah. Uh, Neymar makes debut. It's 3-0 as we speak. Oh, and Neymar scored, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Of course he did. A um, lot of talk. Uh, our our favourite, Duncan Castles, uh, had a piece in the time saying that Mbappe to Paris Saint-Germain is done. Yeah. He also yeah. did a tweet where he said, Nemanja Matic has given Mourinho six points this season, the three lost by Chelsea and the three United one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, man's he's still on that retainer, isn't he? Yeah, he's unstoppable. Um, the uh, the Liverpool game was absolutely hilarious. Not, I mean, first of all, it was just really funny because the Arsenal game was Friday night. This was Saturday lunchtime. It was like, who are you all and what have you done with the Premier League footballers, you know, um, from a defensive perspective. But like the fact that Watford were ahead was great and you were just kind of thinking, I'm not going to get too excited. And Liverpool were really, really good at the kind of beginning of the second half um, and, and scored. And it was like, oh, this is not as funny anymore. But then an absolutely hilarious equaliser from Watford just to prove that the gods of humorous football were still with us. And the fact that like this has happened and then Chelsea lost and you kind of, all last season, this sort of stuff was happening and it was all building up to a nil-nil draw at Old Trafford on the Sunday, you know. Um, but this time, it's like, not only did all that happen, but it was compounded by us actually winning 4-0. It's like, it's yeah, glorious. Uh, meanwhile, over in Dijon, it's uh, finished 4-1 to Monaco. Um, no Mbappe. Mbappe. Mm, uh, on the bench, but didn't come on. Um, who scored the hat-trick then, Paul? Uh, was it Fabinho? Oh, no, it okay. Wasn't. Was it Radamel? Uh, uh, only for the fanboys <laughs> would that have happened. Um, worst luck. Uh, it was uh, it was Falcao who scored the uh, the hat trick. Good lad. Well, look, the Lolo chant clearly inspired him, even though it was uh, adapted for Romelu Lukaku, which I'm in favour of. They started off doing do 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 Romelu Lukaku, and I was like, come on, no, no, we can do better. And uh, Lolo is much better than do do do. It's clearly the case. 
lyrically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lyrically, thematically, but no, musically, you know, it's uh, it's not based on an old uh, Agadu song. No, Black Ace, <laughs> they did the song Agadu. So that's bad eighties knowledge there for a second. Yeah, well, your knowledge of bad eighties music is far superior to mine. I suggest. Wow. You had you had now albums, Ed. We were children at the same time. Uh, I deny all knowledge of this. Prove it. Uh, what's that guy? Glenn Medeiros. He had a Glenn Medeiros single. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who Glenn Medeiros is. Pretty sure you had a Glenn Medeiros single. Yeah, let's move on quickly. <laughs> um, all right, should we do some rank cast questions? Let's do it. Okay. This is so mean. At Tasty Batman says, which defenders will score more goals than Rooney this season? Oh, ouch. Yeah, well, uh, Mourinho's talking about having a defender who can score five to ten goals from headers. And, uh, yes, uh, Rooney might score five to ten goals this season. Mm. Um, at Mr TJ Fox says, Rashford had a decent game today. What do you think Mourinho's plan is for the kid? Do you think he's trying to transform him into a winger? Well, I, I hope not because he's not a natural winger and he's, uh, you know, he, he, I guess, is playing as a wide forward. He's not doing an awful lot of covering of Daily Blint at left back today. It's much harder in games when he does have to do that, though. You know, that that's when his confidence dipped a lot last season. Um, so he, he wants to play through the middle. He's a striker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think he's also wants to play, so he's going to be a team player and he's going to try and learn learn the stuff that Thierry learned, right? That's what... Yeah, know. I guess so. But, you know, we, we talked about it last season when we had kind of mooted whether Lukaku might happen to United and and Lukaku's 24. So this is uh, for, for Rashford's long-term glory, um, uh, you know, or long-term chances of playing at centre-forward. It's, it's not good. No, because uh, Rashford's going to be uh, sorry, Lukaku's going to be around for a while, and and I don't think United are going to be playing two strikers very often. No, absolutely not. Although you know, when he does play out wide, he does get to come in the inside a lot, doesn't he? Which causes a bit of a tactical problem. But you know, for him, it means that the ball is going. He is going to have the ball in the box quite a lot of the time, but not as much obviously as he would if he was playing out and out centre forward. <laughs> James at Jay Bonser says, uh, on a scale of Schmeichel to Taibi, how glad are you that we didn't trade? Trade De Gea in for Joe Hart. Imagine. Joe Hart is just not that good. He's just... I mean, I know he's City and everything, so maybe maybe, maybe this is just confirmation bias or whatever, but he's not that good. Yeah, he's not that good. De Gea on the very other Very good. He's very, very, very good. All right, at Michael, Michelle Chikwan says... This is my agenda to get you to read one of these on every podcast. So there now will follow a dramatic reading. Man United, so strong and muscular, but also graceful. Strong Lukaku and soft matter. Nice mix, like a strong lion with the graceful night snow. Uh, a, a quote from the best account on Twitter at MUFC underscore Facebook, which uh, collates all the incredible quotes you get about United uh, in the comments on United's Facebook. Like a strong lion with the graceful night sl- snow. It's, it's poetry, man. It is. Seems an unlikely scenario. Yeah, sure. Mountain lion. Yeah, mountain lion or, you know, lion in a safari park in Kidderminster. 
Um, at Richie C one three one says, "Is this the best opening day of the season since Michael Knighton juggled the ball to the Stratford end?" <laughs> well, we've had lots of goals, and um, uh, and a fine United win. Michael Knighton, oh dear. Uh, at Matt ninety nine Allen says, "Will Lukaku break Shearer's record?" I mean, no is the answer, but he might do. What, what for Premier League goals? Yeah. Well, he's got about 190 more to go. So yeah. it lot, seems it? unlikely he's going to have to play another 10 years in the Premier League and keep very fit. Yeah, yeah. If the defenders keep defending like they've been defending this weekend, then definitely, like, he'll break it by, you know, June. middle of a, yeah. two and a half years' time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think this might be in response to the fact that I was talking about knee-jerk responses for an article I have to write. Um, but at Nick Gilbert 86 says, who gets a stand named after them first? Matic or Lukaku? Are Matic, Pogba and Lukaku the new holy trinity? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think we should build a statue. Uh, uh, you know, where Sam Platts used to be. Just keep it away for a while and we can bring it closer when they're actually good. Uh, at yeek 4 says, is this podcast just going to be 60 minutes of unbridled giddiness? Have you met Ed? Have you met Ed? Yeah, unbridled oh, and giddy, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Luke Jerdy says, do you think Lukaku will score more than Rooney? I mean, I guess if you mean ever, then probably not. But if you mean this season, if you mean this weekend, he just definitely did. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's a long way to go. But I suspect Romelu Lukaku will score more goals this season than Wayne Rooney. That's not such a far-fetched shout, perhaps. Um... At Sean Hampster says, did that look more comfortable than anyone expected? The team looked so solid in every position for that game. I know it's early days, but dot, dot, dot. I feel like the response to that has to be a little bit, yes, but West Ham. Yeah, um, but West Ham this week. I think, you know, I, I don't think West yes. Ham are getting relegated. I mean, or, no. or, unless something really weird has happened. Um, uh, so uh, they were very poor this week. Um, so that's the mitigate the only mitigating factor. And but United had a very good summer program. Yeah, absolutely, they are primed um, to hit the ground running in the Premier League, which is exactly what Mourinho wanted and asked for. He wanted a longer summer program. And actually, if you look at the fixtures coming up, Swansea, um, Everton, Leicester. Uh, I can't remember who else. You know, it's quite a few winnable games before that. Um, that derby, I think, is in September, isn't it? I could be making that up completely. But uh, you know, United have a decent start to the season. Could win five or six in a row, uh, and then then you know everyone's going to be feeling really good. Um, at Heinlein says, would you swap Martial with Bale or any other player? He says, only forget about money altogether, like just football on the pitch. I wouldn't swap Martial with Bale, which I, I recognise might make me ridiculous, um, but mostly because uh, I think Bale, I'd be really worried about the injury situation. Some people have said, no, Real Madrid just keep rushing him back from injuries, but I'm suspicious of ankle injuries and explosive players. And I just also really, really, really rate Anthony Martial, like, really highly. Uh, maybe Maybe... Time will prove that to be a ridiculous decision, but for now, no, I, I wouldn't swap him with Bale. I mean, I'd swap him for, you know, Neymar or Messi or whatever, but probably not too many others. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's based on potential, isn't it, rather than actual performances. Uh, coming back to my last comment, uh, no City game, made that up. In fact, United don't play 
a rival for a Champions League place. And I know it's dangerous to talk about it like that until the middle of October. So, you know, theoretically could win six or seven games in a row, maybe more. Um, <laughs> theoretically, that's that's giddiness for you. Yeah. You know, I know it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you know, it's it's been a it's a friendly fixture list at the start of the season, um, and uh, if. We're looking for momentum and confidence. That's good. Uh, with Tinder coming in as sleeve sponsor, says at Jack of Ireland. Um, Jack of Ireland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, say, no, then, don't. Oh, no. come on. Oh, um, I think you've just pitched a new Channel 5 documentary or reality TV series. I'm really upset right now. Anyway, he says, where are we going to put the Premier League winners patches? Good question. Good question. Um, at Torso of the Week, Neil Smith says, I've been listening since 2013. Um, was that the best performance? Is that our best performance since? Maybe you'll, uh, since August 2013, maybe you'll both be happy for once. That's a dig. That, that is a dig. Oh, wow. Um, wow, wow. Well, actually, it's United's best result for like three and a bit years. With a lot of questions on a similar theme, was this the best performance post Sir Alex? Didn't um, but my answer to that question is no, no way. Um, the Van Hal performances against City, Liverpool, Spurs in that one month when we were good under him were against proper teams, and they were scintillating. Like United were absolutely superb in those games and, and playing against really good teams. So. I mean, this is probably a lot more sustainable than those performances were. This didn't have Ashley Young or much Marouane Fellaini in it, but no, it's not there yet. All right. Um, just how brilliant are United? 1999, 2004 or 2008? <laughs> <laughs> That's from at Mitchell, Matt Mitchell 3. Yeah, let, let's just call it like 2005 for now. Yes, somewhere between 2004 and 2008. We hope. We hope it's on the way. Um, <laughs> this is just brilliant. Um, oh, yeah, and a final one. We've got so... Oh, no, I've, this is the penultimate question. At left outside 15, Jake says, how many points will we win the league by? <laughs> yeah, minus five to eight. Okay. Um, at Hamad underscore Darwish says why did Chelsea sell us Matic yeah is it which does seem to be such a good question yeah right I now. mean I guess the player really wanted to go um and Chelsea were very keen on bringing Bakayoko who I guess Conte really rates very highly um he Bakayoko's I mean for what I've seen of him is more all-round player you know he kind of had the defensive a defensive role at Monaco but not Exactly. Um, and they're getting a far younger player. Maybe they just wanted to balance out the age of the squad. So if I was Chelsea, I'd be trying to sell a player like that abroad rather than to a to a uh, a rival. Or maybe they're just that arrogant that they think we're not a rival anymore. Yeah, or maybe the money they could get from United was in a different category and that's somehow important to them, although that would seem so counterproductive given, you know, what we know about their their kind of overall situation and just presumably they keep the entire club afloat on the basis of loan fees or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I do, well, um, maybe money does count at Chelsea, but uh, financial fair play doesn't exist anymore, does it? So uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, I haven't checked out Gazprom's share price uh, recently, although 
Not that Abramovich actually owns any shares in it anymore. Yeah, so that probably wouldn't be too much of a factor. But yeah, no, it seems it does seem like a very strange decision. And like in the week just gone, Conte was talking about it a lot. And, you know, you can read between the lines of, of this stuff, but he seemed to be pretty genuinely saying, I definitely didn't want to sell the Matic, you know, and you, you can see why from their point of view. I mean, I don't want to go too far because it is it is one game and he's 29 and who knows what's going to happen in the in the future. But... You know, the basis of the opening weekend, Duncan Castle's banter about the two, about that six-point swing on the basis of Matic. It's not a million miles removed from what has actually literally happened. Yeah, it is good banter, isn't it? I'm sure it wound some blues yeah, up. It is. Yeah. Many a true word is spoken in bant. As well, you know. Um, so I guess we got to preview the Swansea game. Oh, I I don't even know what happened to Swansea this weekend. Nil-nil draw against Southampton. Dave. That was that's right. Match of the day was on late, and uh, my recording didn't record properly, and that game didn't make it. Um, that is not a terrible result for Swansea, is it? At the beginning of the season. No, although South, Southampton have their own problems at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think everyone expects Swansea to be in the mix for relegation this season. They they haven't got a good side. It looks like they're going to lose Sigurdsson, although they will. They are holding out for a very healthy fee, I think, for a player who failed on his one attempt at joining a bigger club. Um, so we'll see about that one. But yeah, I, I don't think people, anyone thinks that Swansea are going to be much good. Uh, and when it comes to matches a day, by the way, since, um, you know, I'm mean, all into newfangled streaming services, I've been enjoying the BBC's streaming app, uh, which will not play anything. It Perfect picture, just has the spinny thing. And they put this weird grey shade over the picture when the spinny thing's on because it's some kind of design feature. Very annoying, BBC. Please stop it, BBC. Please, please stop it. I do pay my licence fee, even though I do not have normal over-the-air broadcast TV. Well, there you go. You're entitled to Alan Shearer in better quality than you are currently receiving Alan Shearer. Um, yeah, well, I've had to, I've had to, you know, re- be reduced to watching it on Reddit. So. Uh, this summer they've signed Erwin Mulder. Know a lot about Please. Erwin Mulder, Ed? Uh, no. no, me neither. I'm imagining that Erwin Scully was not available. No, come on, listen. Uh, he's 28 years old and used to play for Heronveen. There you go. Before that, he played for Feyenoord for years and years and years. Good fact about Erwin Mulder there. Uh, Roque Mesa from Las Palmas. Now, that is a name that has definitely crossed my radar before, um, but I don't think it's for playing for Las Palmas. Maybe. Um, He's been there for most of his career. Um, Do you know who Roque Mesa is, Ed? Sorry, I do not. I'm pretty sure that the reason I know him is because he has a slightly memorable name and it's the kind that pops up in Championship Manager. I'm going to live Google Roque Mesa. Uh, 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 uh. He's a Spanish footballer. <laughs> He's a midfielder. There you go. So I bought a Spanish midfielder and a Dutch man who might also be a midfielder. So no, not Goalkeeper. Ex- oh, there we go. There we go. Not exactly uh, electric signings. They've lost... Bafatemi Gomez, who's had his moments in a in a Swansea shirt. Not very many. Not moments. very many. Nope. It, they mostly were. Jack Hawk, who's a better player. Yeah. Who's you know was actually a decent player in the midfield. Yeah. Um, I think they're going down. I mean, we'll see, right? They 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 
Paul Clement did a pretty good job of stabilising the ship, but after years of their... You mean Paul Merson's Paul Clement? <laughs> after, um, after years of like, really stable ownership, they sold a big chunk to two American investors, and funnily enough, it's all gone a bit wrong since then. Uh, so it's almost like fan ownership and long-term planning was the fundamental basis of Swansea's 2000s and 2010s overperformance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of want them to go down, even though I've got nothing against them as a club, just for just just for abandoning such a good model and such a kind of pretty city. Good film, good film. Uh, what do you think United will do against the kind of challenge presented by the Swans, the mighty Swans of South Wales? <laughs> well, you know, I'm kind of more interested in in Mourinho's approach. You know, he's uh, I would he, he's. We talked about it last week uh, about potential for playing a back three. I don't think he's not going to do it in a game like this. United will play, you know, we'll, we'll turn up with a back four. It probably looks like a, a similar kind of shape to um, the, the one today, sort of 4 2 3 1 ish. I suppose Mkhitaryan's a bit more advanced than perhaps other options. Um, uh, it's, it's a approach from United to be interesting against a, a team that United should be battering. Will it be the more circumspect? Um, performances that we got a lot of the time last season against teams that United really should have battered or or do we take on something from today's game and, and really push forward? I, I hope it's the latter. I hope we really go batter them. Um, so that says a lot, doesn't it? United fans saying, I, w- I want to win 5-0. Um, but, uh, you know, I want one of the... That will that, signal a couple of things if United really do put in a good performance. One, that Mourinho feels confident enough to allow the shackles off a little bit and, and two, that United mentally move forward and they are uh, able to go do that. You know, the one of the things that I thought was a pretty substantial vindication of something that you were talking about a lot last season, and it's early days yet, of course, but, you know... I was generally on the side of, listen, United are, com- are creating enough really good chances and Zlatan's just not taking enough of them. And you were saying that's true, but there seems there's just something about the team with Zlatan leading the line. And, you know, Lukaku leading the line, it doesn't half look... It doesn't half look like... This is a kind of ridiculous thing to say about Ibrahimovic, but I am talking about 35-year-old Ibrahimovic. It doesn't half look to me like if you were a central defensive pairing in the Premier like a middling Premier League side, don't you think you might pick the United with Ibrahimovic up top over the United with Lukaku up top? Sure. You definitely would. Much easier to mark. I mean, the thing was that Ibra took so many shots from so many different angles... Um, and is a good finisher, even if he did miss an awful lot of chances, um, that he scored plenty of goals. But, uh, yeah, I think you'd find it much easier to mark Ibrahimovic. You know, it might be a physical battle, um, but he's definitely not as dynamic. I sort of feel like if we do get him back, we should just swap him out for games against the top six. Just play Ibra instead of Lukaku. So we've got a flat track bully for all the flat tracks and a big game hero for the big games. Totally works. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of talk about Ibra coming back and Mourinho uh, admitted that talks have been going on. I I mean, and I guess that gives United more options towards the back end of the season if if the team's in an awful lot of competition still. Um, I, you know, I do wonder whether it'd just be 
um, uh, just lead to some of the performances that we got from United last season, right? You don't change anything. Why would anything change? But then some of the performances we got from United last season were like absolutely crucial goals in a load of big games. Um, Like, I don't know. Think about the League Cup final. It was very different because Zlatan was there, wasn't it? Um, he's, He's definitely got some magic. And he's, you know, he's Latan Ibrahimovic. He's an amazing footballer. And I mean, I, the, the one thing that would worry me almost more than the style changing would be the kind of sideshow of it all. A bit, it's a bit Fastino Aspria, isn't it? Like, I guess it, it sort of depends on whether it's working or not. If it, if United are in a really strong position at that stage of the season, if we do re-sign him, I, I do hope it wouldn't be on the proviso that he's going to get the metaphorical number nine shirt back, if not the literal one, you know, and kind of guaranteed to be starting every game that that just would be that'd be a mess wouldn't it yeah it would um well we'll see that's for the months to come i mean he he really should not be playing before the end of the year but he is latan uh he released a lot of videos this week didn't he of him working out lifting weights and stuff like that he's a, he's a powerful man there's no doubt about it um so united are traveling to a powerful team or at least a team whose nickname is named after a powerful bird. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, they can break your arms, you know, swans can. That's the, the fact about swans. Stre- stretching the segue there, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, real. Stretched it like... A, I was going to say stretched it like Zlatan's ACL, but I just that's... Wow. That's not acceptable. Cruel. That's not acceptable. I was very sad when Zlatan hurt himself. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, United are playing Swansea and... Swansea should I mean they've they've caused us a load of bother even when they definitely shouldn't have recently um hopefully hopefully we'll just take take the show on the road and we we won't have a season like the last few seasons it's always seemed to be we're quite good at home or quite good away um hopefully this will be a time when we can we can strike a balance and and just be good generally let's hope so yeah look um definite progression over the summer um uh you know three of the four players that Mourinho wanted to come in uh, a, a very good summer program that has allowed United to hit the ground running. Um, we'll we'll see where it goes, you know, in in terms of the really big games. But as I was saying earlier, not many of those to come just yet, which is great. You know, going to build some momentum. I feel. Um, I think you. I think you're right. I, I mean, I, I. This is not probably not that surprising to any of the listeners, but I do feel very optimistic heading into next weekend. After after that. Definitely looks like a team ready to do some damage to Premier League. They're just massive as well. The size of them. Like, honestly, I think we might be a bit terrifying now. I, You know, this is this is a bit knee-jerk for sure. But there's a kind of sense that, you know, that that is a team that could impose itself on the division if they if they can keep their confidence levels high. Um, yeah, there, yeah. There's a lot of the right ingredients in place anyway. Definitely terrifying Paul Merson. <laughs> yeah, they're terrifying all the right people. Oh, that's good. Anyway, um, we'll be back with another one of these next week. Uh, Patreon backers, stay tuned. We are going to talk about um, best United debuts uh, after Big Rom scored a big brace on his big home debut. Very good. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>